Chapter 3 Childhood From what I can recall, I had a pretty normal and holistic childhood. I had braces twice actually, struggled with acne, had a hard time finding my tribe at school, just like all the other kids. I liked Mickey Mouse, listening to AM radio, and playing outside in our huge backyard with my sister and neighborhood friends. We were the quintessential middle-class family, taking yearly beach vacations and perfecting our manners to become polite, good kids. My parents held normal, steady jobs. My sister and I attended public school with our peers. As a family, we frequented Cleveland Indians baseball games, always the highlight of the summertime. Some of the most treasured memories of my youth that replay in my mind are scenes from baseball games, surrounded by my family and grandparents. Others are sunny and sandy memories of Myrtle Beach, splashing in the ocean next to my sister and smiling from ear to ear without a care in the world. We would even take regular excursions as a family to Chuck E. Cheese. I would save up for months, proud of my heavy bag of quarters, and walking in there like I owned the place. No other kids could match my high scores on skee-ball. I was that good. Growing up, I spent countless weekends at my grandparents' house, staying overnight to attend church with them on Sunday mornings. We would raid their pantry late at night, because they always had the best snacks, too. My sister and I would snack on big yellow bags of Lay's potato chips, passing the bag between us and swapping schoolyard stories. In the morning, we would dive into gigantic cinnamon rolls with orange frosting. We lived like royalty at our grandparents' house, and we very much enjoyed our time there. Another bank of memories I hold close are my experiences with sports throughout my life. Just like any other young boy growing up in the 80s and 90s, sports were my everything. I loved watching them, playing them, listening to them on the radio. I soaked up everything baseball, football, and basketball for years. When I began playing middle school soccer, my competitive side really showed becoming an extraordinarily strong personality trait, for better or for worse. Later, I picked up basketball, where my team made it all the way to the 7th grade tournament championship. By the time I was playing baseball, my left-handed self felt so special for being able to throw left-handed and bat right-handed. I felt different. I felt like I was better than everyone else. I was the cool kid on the baseball team. I was the cool kid on any team I played on, to be truthful. Despite my larger-than-life attitude on the field, I really struggled with who I was off the field. Outside of sports, I found it difficult to communicate with others. I was very shy and painfully introverted. I was awkward in the lunchroom, feeling left out and lacking the courage to trade snacks or forgetting the words I needed to use to ask if I could join a group. In the moment, I took all that great family time for granted. I felt different, and therefore less than the other kids in my grade. I was good at spelling, attended church, and my mother even worked at the same middle school I attended. I felt judged, 
like I was the goody two-shoes no matter which class I was excelling in. I thought that if I distanced myself from my family publicly, the other kids would accept me more and think I was cool enough for their lunchroom group or pick me for class group assignments. Home was my safe space after dealing with days of stress at school. I found great comfort in my father, but strictly at home where other kids could not see me. He'd lay with me in bed until I fell asleep most nights, something I would never dare to admit to the few close friends I had. Sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night and toss and turn until morning. I started going into my parents' room to sleep on the floor next to his side of the bed, this behavior continuing on and off for many years. Looking back, all these feelings and dependency on my parents' father were no different than the awkward puberty phase we all go through. I wanted my family to comfort me, and yet I wanted them to leave me be at the same time. Whether playing sports, attending school, or just being a kid, a sense of accomplishment, discipline, reward, or lack thereof was reinforced by a combination of my parents, coaches, or teachers. The immediate positive or negative reinforcement was something I always looked for, because knowing if I had done something wrong or right was validating my actions, my attitude, and general feeling of self. All the while, I craved encouragement and coaching from just about anyone who would give it to me, and yet it felt like the world was closing in on me. All I could do was recite the prayers I had learned in church, hoping for something to change, for life to be a little easier, to win the next game, and do well on the next test, but not too well. I still had to show my peers I was just like them. I wanted to be the best on the field, to show everyone I was more than what they saw in class. I was a winner, a competitive kid, who would do anything to win for his team and consistently come out on top. As the years passed, this immediate feedback became less frequent, even though my reliance upon it was increasing as I matured. I should have been able to adapt to this change, as so many other kids do, as they come into themselves as people. The weight I put on myself was quickly becoming too much to bear. The growing pains heavy and steamrolling every situation. My attempts to control my feelings had effectively caused me to bury some emotions and feelings, hiding behind my sports skills as my own way to feel validated. High school was approaching fast and furious, another roller coaster ride I was not prepared to handle.